0: stand with me. We're going to read the Word of God together. This is a thre- theme scripture to go with this, this series. Uh, Paul writes this. He writes it to the, the church of Philadelphia or Philippi, and it's the Philippines. And uh, Philip, <laughs> Don't even go down that route again. <laughs> Philippians. When you get going on a wrong word, it's hard to get back on the right word. Are you feeling me? We're going we're to read this together on three. One, two, three. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call. High five your neighbor and say, pressing on. You may be seated. He talks about pressing on and reaching on to his goals. I think we see some of the goals that that Paul is writing about and speaking of in verses prior to this, if you were to read 8 through 11, you're going to see, I think, some of these goals. And some of the goals would be uh, for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. He wants to know the excellence of Jesus Christ. I think this is one of his goals, gaining Jesus. How many know that's a good goal? Gaining Jesus. In verse 9, being found in him. Righteousness is from God by faith in Jesus. It's not by our works or religiosity, but I'm righteous because of Christ Jesus. I think this was one of his goals. Verse 10, that I may know him. That I may know him. Come on, come on. That I may know him. I mean, this is one of Paul's goals. That I may know him. Say that with me. That I may know him. Now say it from your heart and your guts. That I may know him. That's what our our goal is to become more like Christ, and the more that we know him, the more that we can become more like him. And it says this, also the power of his resurrection, the fellowship is a suffering, and then verse 11, resurrection from the dead. How many of you know what that leads to, I think, is a prize, which is heaven and eternal life? You know, Paul kept this in his vision to press on to the goal and the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. I think one of his goals was to see the gospel preached in places that people had never heard of it. I mean, we know that he did at least five evangelistic journeys. Think about that. We're not talking about on 707s and ships that we have now, but we're talking about horseback feet and any way that he could get around on ships, not like ships we have today. And he did that because it was one of his goals and visions. God has given us many goals uh, today. Like Bobby said, football. They try to get what? Football goals, right? Ironman, they have a goal to, to obtain. They uh, uh, they want to they run 2.4 miles and, and ride a bicycle 112 miles and run. This is crazy, but run 22, 26.22 miles. Isn't that crazy right there? Ironman. That's, a, that's an amazing goal, isn't it? That's not a goal that I want to obtain. But I like to cheer them on and, and watch them, and it's fun to watch. It's very inspiring. You'll go, uh, you know, the first time I ever saw it, I was like, maybe I'll, I would like to do that, and then that goal goes, around, go, goes away really fast. <laughs> Those are be- beautiful goals. Baseball, the goals are runs. In a, in a marriage, you want to have a blessed marriage, man. You want to raise kids. There's goals. There's goals. There's, there's vision that we have, and, and there's even goals and vision as the heart, that we should have all goals, some of them similar together. Like, for example, we want to reach Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, amen? amen. If that's not one of your goals, change your goals. Amen. We want to preach the gospel throughout the nations. Here's the goal. We should be loving God with all of our heart and loving one another, right? Yeah. And in his word and in prayer, these are some similar goals that you and I should have together. Uh, Husbands and wives have goals. Me and Radim was writing. I was writing down some of our uh, goals in the area of finances the other day. And it was really cool to see some of those things come to pass. Just writing that we were talking about it. Goals is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Sons and daughters of God should have goals. But if you have a good goal, someone say, good goal. I don't care what goal it is. If it's in business, if it's exercise, if it's in, 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 in your family, if you have a good goal, I want to let you know there's one that wants to come and derail it. There's one that wants to come to discourage it, to confuse it, to stand against your good goals and his name is satan he will stand in your way he is the enemy of hell in paul's life it looked like beatings with rods he was stoned in prison shipwrecked sna- snake bitten accusations i tell you if you have a good goal don't freak out because someone stands against you because this is what the devil does you got a good goal he wants to come against you. You have a vision in ministry, he wants to come against you. you got a vision in relationship, he wants to come against it. Why? Because it's good. He's the enemy against something that is good. Because if it's good, it's God. If it's bad, it's devil. Heaven good, hell bad. First Chronicles one. Now Satan stood up against Israel. He will stand up against you. John, Rick, Patty, Sharon, Hunter, I don't care who you are. Now Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. That word right there, Satan, is it means an opponent. And guess what an opponent does? He opposes. He opposes you to the east, the north, south, every direction. If you have a good goal, he wants to oppose it and derail you. Some of you know what I'm talking about uh, right now when, when when I say that. Whatever is good, he opposes. The only, the only, listen to me real good. The only power the enemy has over you is the power that you give him. You need to, you know, the Bible says knowing the truth sets us free. Not just hearing the truth and singing the truth or reading the truth, but knowing it in here. Knowing that God has given you authority over all the power of the enemy, Luke 10, 19. Feel me on that. The only power the enemy has over you is if you give it to him. And I tell you what, he'll wreak havoc in your life in the area of fear and different areas if you give him that power. But I want authority as much more powerful than power let me give you an example you're 390 pounds you line back for the Dallas Cowboys you bench press 500 pounds you squat 690 pounds and all of a sudden you just drank a little bit too much and that 125 pound five foot five female state patrolman pulls you over and you think you all big, bad and powerful and she swings you around and puts handcuffs on you throws you in the back of her car and takes you downtown locks you up why? cuz she has the authority. She has the state of Texas behind her. You have the kingdom of God behind you. You have a king behind you. You have the God of the universe behind you. If you're a son or daughter, you have authority. Jesus said that, all authority had been given to me. Guess what Jesus did? He passed that authority down to his disciples. I want uh, Craig to jump up here with me. Everyone say, "Full full court press. The enemy wants to put a full court press on your life. Full court. Get your head out of the sand. It's not a basketball game, but he will put a full court. This right here is the court today. This right here. Come on, come on, let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. Oh, we got some athletes today. Watch the sound equipment. Watch it. Oh oh, 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 he's taking it. That was pretty good. That was good. These are, put your hands together. Oh, no, go, 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 Cody. Go Cody, go, go, go. Put your hands together for these. They are playing. Like its first quarter, oh, yeah. Come on. full court press. They're playing by the rules, and they're all about just like all their you know all their cool moves. But the devil don't play like that. The devil don't play like its first quarter. The devil is in the fourth quarter and it's overtime, and he don't care about fouls. He's on you. He wants the ball. Oh yeah, I got the ball, baby. I love Craig. <laughs> but he ain't, you, you, we play like prima donna first quarter. He's in the fourth quarter. It's overtime. He knows that his time is limited. He's got a full court press on you. And you know what you got to do? You got to keep pressing on. Yeah. Pressing on, pressing on to the higher. You don't give up. You don't give in. Come on, tell your neighbor right now, press on. Got to get my breath, man. Trying to keep (laughs) up with Craig. Some of you are war-torn and tattered. And you've been beat up and beat down. I want to let you, give you some good advice today. The war has been sometimes the greatest war. (sighs) It's inside of me. Sometimes my greatest opponent It's not the devil, it's me. It's between my ears. Now, I know every demon in hell wants to breathe upon wrong thinking and torment you and oppress you. But just like this, like nine inches right here between my ears, the anxiety, the worry, the OCD at times, the depression, the fear of man. And that doesn't even include the onslaught of the enemy's attack on you from the outside, disease trying to destroy your life, your marriage, your business, just an onslaught attack on your life from the enemy. If you have anything going on in your life right now, and I don't want nobody to lie, if you got something going on in your life, I did this last night, and you'll be amazed of how many people raise their hand. If you got something, just anything, something, You got something going on in your life right now. You know, you're like, wow, the stress or you know a war or a storm. I I just want you to raise your right hand if you got something going on right now. Now I I want y'all to look around. Just keep them up for a minute. Keep them. See, see, we 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 pretty much all in the same boat, yo. (laughs) In the same boat there's an enemy he's got a simple agenda still kill and destroy okay I'm not gonna give him a lot of credit today but I do want you to be aware of that because God you know he wants to give you the tools he wants to give you the ammunition he wants to he wants to give you the hope that's what he is a God of hope if you're hopeless today hopelessness is straight from hell he's the God of hope I have a scripture for you today, if you raise your hand, here it is, Hebrews 10, 36, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. You have need of endurance. You got that diagnosis from that. You have need of, you're you struggling. You got that need of what, your business. You got need for something, whatever it is. You have a need of endurance. That endurance is one of my favorite words in the entire Bible. In the Greek, it's called hoopamoni. Say that with me, hoopamoni. Hoopamoni. I want to talk to you just for a minute about hoopamoni, what it means, and a word that makes up of that's inside that word or part of that word, hypopmini. I want to I want to just give you a little uh, uh, just a little bit of hoopamoni and a a little bit of hoopamino, and listen what it says. Give me a hupomone and hoopamini right here. No, just just teasing. It's not a drug, it's the real deal. Hoopamony, cheerful, endurance, enduring patience, patient continuance, steadfast, patient waiting, patient consistency or continuance. Endurance. It's it's like this. Whatever your goal is that God's put in your life, this is this is the picture of it. No matter what you're faced with, you don't swerve, nothing gets in your way. You continue on the journey. You continue to press on. It doesn't matter what. You don't swerve around. You stay steadfast on the skinny path. No matter what you're dealing with, you don't don't give in. Now, another part of that word, listen to this. Hupomino, it means this. It's beautiful. To stay under. To remain. To undergo. Bear. Fortify. Persevere. Abide. Endure. Suffer. Tarry behind. Take patiently, tarry. It's it's my understanding. It's like a military term. It's like all of a sudden there's an enemy that's been released upon your life. You don't swerve. You stay under. You 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 hold the line. You on the line. All of a sudden there's people around you who are being affected, but you don't go awol. You don't hit reverse. You don't go backwards. You don't leave the line. You hold the line. You have need of huvemoni. You hold. The line. Tell your neighbor right now. Hold the line. Hold I need you to preach out a little bit. Here we go. Hold the line. Hold no matter what. See somebody beside you raised their hand. They need to hear that today. That you have need of hoop You have need to hold the line. You're not gonna hit reverse. You're not gonna go hey why hey wire, or hey, why? hey wall, or any of those things. You're gonna hold the line. It it reminds me of the scene of of Braveheart. If Braveheart offends you, I don't really care. But I I do care. I do care. But there's a part of me, probably my flesh, that don't care. But it's Braveheart, and he's done this amazing, courageous speech. And, and all of a sudden, you know, it's being bombarded, being attacked. And, and he's got this plan. He's got, you know, they get these long timbers, and they make these long, long spears. And, and all of a sudden, he's lined them up, and, 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 and the enemy doesn't know what's coming at them. The enemy's running across this big field, and there he is, you know, Mel Gibson, ho! Oh! And then right at the last minute, you know, all the, they pull up these big, long, shish-kebab-like spears. We, we, we hold the line. Are you with me? Yes. Don't turn back. This is, oh, man, Joshua 1 is my, one of my favorite chapters of the Bible. And this is what God told Joshua. Joshua 1, 3, every place that your soul of your foot will tread upon I have given you, as I said to Moses. So think about that for Joshua. That's mine. Oh, that's mine. That's, that's, that's mine. Oh, no, no, that's mine. Yep, 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 that's mine. Oh, around that nation. Oh, yeah, yeah, that country, that city. Oh, I'm going to go around the city. Going to go around Jericho seven times right there. Yo, right there, seven times. Oh, oh, oh here we go. Because every place my foot hits, every, every place. I remember walking around this property before it was part of the city church. Came up here by myself, took my little camera out, and I said, I'm just gonna walk the property. I'm just gonna pray, Lord. I hope to find that video. So it's somewhere buried. I'd like to show it sometime. I just walked the property, praying around the property right here. Every place! That's what God promised Joshua. And then he said this two scriptures later No man will be able to stand uh, before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Powerful scriptures, right? In the same chapter, God tells Joshua four different times or people around him, four times says, only be courageous, only be courageous, what's it say? Let me hear it. Be strong strong. And courageous. Now God's told him every place your feet stamps, no man's gonna be able to stand up against you. And then God says, only be strong and courageous. Why was God saying that? Because some of you have visions and you have goals in your life. Every person in this room, God's with you, He's got your back. If God is for you, who can be against you? But nowhere in the Bible does it say it's gonna be easy. You're going to go into the promised land, Joshua. But you got to be strong and courageous. You know, in, in the promised land, Joshua, you're going to face giants. It's not going to be peachy. It's not going to be easy going into that new business or that new relationship or moving into this new city. Come on, there's going to be Jerichos in your journey. It's not going to be easy. I want to let you know right now, every person in this room is... Right now, underneath my voice, there's giants in your journey. There's Jerichos in your journey. Whatever good goal you have, the devil is there to oppose you. Are you with me this morning? All around you, you have haters and naysayers and giants and accusers and abruisers, and they're against you. But I got to tell you something, too. That you, you in you, you are a giant slayer. You're a giant slayer. You you Jay, I don't even I don't even know if I believe you. You're a giant slayer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a giant slayer. Tell your neighbor right now, you're a giant slayer. Now tell yourself right now, I am a giant slayer. Do you know what you just said? You just said God's name. I am a giant slayer. You I think you need to preach that to yourself right there. Go ahead and say it again. I am a giant slayer. <laughs> J-O, how do I really press in? I hear this, but honestly, when the, the, the rubber hits the road, when when it's Monday or Wednesday or next Tuesday or or a month, how do I really press in? I went. You to listen to another scripture in hebrews hebrews 12 1. i think it's going to be behind me therefore we also since we are surrounded say that word with me surrounded that's the name of this sermon today surrounded therefore since we are surrounded you are surrounded this morning, you are sorry. You might think that you're always surrounded by the enemy. I got news for you that you are surrounded. Your enemy is surrounded. Come on, there is a cloud of witness. Look what it says. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great of cloud of witness, now the Bible tells me and you if you're going to endure. And if you're going to run the race and you're going to press on and press in, if you're going to finish the goal, if you're going to hit your prize, the Bible says there's something you got to do. It says right here, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. We're going to get right back in just a few minutes to Surrounded. But right now we're going to talk about weights, okay? So we're going to articulate something physically, naturally, of what I think some of you look like spiritually. Weights. Here's a weight right here. Maybe a weight is not a sin. Maybe, maybe it could be a sin, but let's talk about weight. Let's talk about, uh, how about depression? How many know that depression can be very, very weighty on people? How about this one right here? Procrastination. Pro, just, pro, you know, it's not, you know, is it a sin? Uh, could be. Um, it may not. How about this? How about how about anxiety? Just wait, the weight of anxiety, uh, the weight of fear. How many of you know that those things? All those are, are weights. How about this? You have a pay, you get a paycheck every week, and you want the paycheck, but you don't really work hard. You don't have a really good work ethic. What what if what if sin? could be definitely a weight right if you're going to run the race come on if you're going to endure if you're going to hit the if you're going to hit the goal hupomone hupomone come on the bible says you got to lay aside the weight and then it says sin say that with me sin sin is a little bit more you know like adultery adultery is pretty ensnaring fornication for those old school word fornication, that means that you're having sex outside of wedlock and you're not married. Amen. You with me on that? For, everyone say fornication. Fornication. Yeah, that's a real word. Could be lust, pornography. Could be things like, uh, you, man, you just here, here's a here's a really here's a really nice sin in church. Gossip. So it could be so more accepting than slamming heroin and an addiction, but 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 gossip. Uh, how about stealing? How many of you agree that stealing's a, 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 a sin? How about how about lying? How many of you agree that lying's a sin? Are y'all with me? Y'all know what sin is? Come on, go with me, church. Talk back at me. How many of you believe that lying's a sin? Oh, good, 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 good. How we feeling, Elliot? pretty heavy. Well, let's 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 go. Let's go down a little deeper. How about weight sin? How about evil yeah. wickedness. You're in sorcery today? How about evil wickedness. Simon saw the power of the Holy Spirit in acts. Simon tries to buy the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that brother gets rebuked. Let me tell you what. Hey, 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 you know, I want to be able to have the power of the whole. Let me just just pay for it. And and this is what, listen to what was said to Simon. Peter says this, repent, therefore, of your wickedness. We don't like to talk about things like this in church, do we? This stuff here will destroy your life. How you feeling, Elliot? How you feeling, Elliot? In pain. <laughs> you're like, JO, you know, you you're letting him suffer. I want you to see this because we can walk around so nicely with religious smiles, but then we're loaded with weight and we can be loaded with sin, and you're not going to finish your marathon the way that God wants you to finish it unless you lay it aside. Repent therefore of your wickedness and say, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart, the thought of your heart, look at that, may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned, look, look, by bitterness and bound by iniquity. But you know what the Bible says? It says, let me read this. Le- le- look what it says. Let us lay aside every weight. Everyone say, lay aside. That means to cast off, to lay apart, to put away, come on, to lay down. Hey, here's some, can you help me? This is some of the, you know, all you all you need to do today is is begin to repent. Come on. Repent. Everyone say repent. Come on. Come on. Get transparent. Hey, somebody say confess. Confess your faults one another. Pray that you may be healed. If you confess your sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive you. And cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Come on. How about this? How about choose life? How about choose life? Come on. Come on. Come on. Hey, how you feeling, Elliot? Huh? You feel a, You feel a little better? Uh, could let me ask you. Could you run before? No. You couldn't run. Be, was you faking it? Can you run now? He can run now. Can you put your hands together for Elliot? Here's a key. The scripture holds the key to this illustration. Look what it says. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses right now, wherever you are, sitting right here, when you leave today, eating dinner tonight, where there is a cloud of witnesses surrounding you. A thick cloud. Moses is up there. I think he's cheering you on. John the Baptist, he has his head back. He's cheering you on. Sarah thought she was too old. You thought, man, I'm done. I'm too old. She's cheering you on. Abraham thought he would never have kids. It's cheering you on. Stephen, who was stoned and Saul watched him. There is a cloud of witnesses. So you need to hear, you need to see this today. Because here's the key. It says, there's a cloud of witnesses. Let us say it lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before you. Here's the key. Looking unto Jesus. Look Look, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but we look at the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are eternal, are temporal. The things that you can see is temporal, but the things which are unseen are eternal. Are you with me today? You got to begin looking. You got to look. You got to look. There's a cloud of witnesses that's with you wherever you go. Look unto Jesus. Remember what he did for you and I. Whatever you're going through, I guarantee you it's not what Peter and what Paul and what Stephen and what Jesus and what some of these others, the Ruths and the Esther's, they went through. You can look to them and say, you know what? I can finish this race. I can keep running. I can keep going. Come on, I can hoop a morning. Tell your neighbor right now, you might need to hoop a little bit. <laughs> Raidine and I used to go. We used to watch our baby girl, Jamie, play Volleyball. Volleyball is pretty interesting because all the girls are kind of like a built-in cheerleading squad also. Anybody ever been in cheerleading before? I mean, in, in volleyball before? But we used to be there. Jamie was like the shortest little little young lady on the court. But she was a spitfire. Mom and dad be screaming at her. You go, girl. You set up. You slam that ball. Whatever. You know, we're in the corner cheering our daughter on. It makes a difference when you know somebody is cheering you on. You ever been in the gym before? Somebody say yeah. Yeah. And then you have a spotter. You don't feel like being in the gym. But that spotter gets over top and you're like, hey, give me three. Give me five. I don't feel like doing one. But when that spotter's like, hey, give me another one. Give me another one. Give me. They're cheering you on. We used to go watch Seth play baseball. He was a catcher. And all of a sudden, you know, Dad and Mom's right there. We probably embarrass them. Hey, hey, hey! You be a wall back there, man. You don't let nothing by. He's up at the bat. Turn on one. Come on, Cody. Turn on it. Turn on it. You know, baseball's got its own language. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying we're in the corner cheering. You know what I? You know what I did for a short time in college? I was a cheerleader. That needs to stay in this room. Oh, Facebook Live. Don't laugh. It covered my dorm and my food. When you're a a weightlifter and you want a lot of food, it's a good perk. And and people get, I quit cheerleading because of injury. My goodness. I mean, you would think football running back. No, cheerleading will take you out. (laughs) but i believe listen to me real good i used to try to engage the football players and 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 the audience you know getting them getting them in the game all of a sudden you fumble the ball you know Uh, you got to get them back in the game here's my point i believe with all my heart that this cloud of witnesses is cheering you on today They're cheering you on Monday. They're cheering you on in that jacked-up meeting that you got going on this Wednesday. They're cheering you on Friday and a month from now, wherever you are. Now, your faith being unto you, but I want to believe they're cheering you on. There's Moses cheering you on. There's a cloud of witness over you cheering you on. Friday nights at Celebrate Recovery cheering people on. Come on, in your city group cheering you on. I should have had another chain right here. You know what would have been another chain is religion. God wants to break that off because if you're religious in here today, all of a sudden you're just letting this go because you're like, I don't even like that ball-headed guy. But even if if you don't like me, you should listen to this donkey right here because I'm telling you the Holy Spirit wants to set you free of even religion. If you're going to run, if you're going to run the race if you're going to run to hit the call to hit the, the goal to, get, to, to, to obtain your prize there's something that you and i we're all in the same boat something that we have to do every every day here it is this is what separates religion and is called a relationship Day. I want to read the scripture, listen to it real good, because this is going to be uh, some ingredients that you need. First of all, get rid of the chains today. You don't need to, why Why would you want to walk out of here like this today? Why? That is ridiculous. Get rid of the chains. Get rid of the weight. But there's something that, an ingredient that I think you need to add to your life. I'm, I, I want to read Lamentations 3, 22 through 26. Listen to what it says. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. You know what that speaks to me right now? Every one of us could be consumed right now. Because of sin, God's a holy God. If it wasn't for his mercies, we would be consumed. So today, this... Life is a gift from God because he didn't consume us because of his love. And it says this, because his compassions fell not, they are new every morning. Say that with me every morning. Every morning when you wake up, God's mercies are new. His compassions are new every morning. What does that speak to? God wants to meet with you every morning. If you're going to run the race, if you're going to hoop, if you're going to run for the prize, if you're going to press on, you got to get with the author and finisher of your faith every day. Every morning, his mercies are new. Look what it says. They're new every morning, new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, oh God. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him. Wait, say that with me, wait. How long do you wait, J.O.? I don't know. Just wait. What are you waiting for? I'm waiting on Jesus. What's it going to look like? I don't know, but I wait. What's going to happen? I know he's going to renew my strength. I'm going to run and not grow weary. I'm going to soar like an eagle. I don't know. I don't know how long it takes. Sometimes I got five minutes. Sometimes it's 55 minutes. But I say wait. Wait for him. To the soul who seeks him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord, if you're gonna run the race, if you're gonna press in, press on. If you're gonna hoop and him. Only. if you're gonna stay, hold the line. You gotta get rid of the weight and the sin. And then you gotta get with him every day. His mercies are new every day. I'm still a cheerleader. Dean and I are in your corner. We're in the corner for your marriage. We're in the corner when you're knucklehead. I can speak to that because I can be a jacked up knucklehead. So I'm not trying to be hypocritical. We're all in the same boat. I fall short. But we are your cheerleaders. But what's cool is that we're the visible cheerleaders. But there is invisible cheerleaders. That's cheering you on. That's building you up. You can do this. Don't you give up. You better You better get up. You better seek my face. Come on. Get in my word. <laughs> Cheering you on. That dude lets you down, but this dude won't let you down. Amen. She let you down, but he won't let you down. He's faithful. He's committed to you. If God before you, God plus one, is a majority. That's all you need. Are you with me today? He's cheering you on. We